Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ communities, this is Well, 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 brought to you every week by Thorn Harbour Health. You're listening to Well, Well, Well here on Joy 94.9, brought to you each and every week by Thorn Harbour Health. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and joining me on the program is Jacinta Hennekam. Jacinta, how are you? I'm great, Rachel. I'm really excited about tonight's episode because we're talking about some very juicy women's events. And it's something that I think not many people know about in the community. Um, Or maybe they have heard of it, but haven't necessarily been themselves. Yeah, and I think it's a really great, uh, you know, normally with International Women's Day coming up on uh, March 8th, you know, we talk about uh, events that may be happening specifically for that day. But this is actually a great way of what we're doing. This episode is basically looking at uh, two events which are existing, one which has been fairly long running now, and just actually really exploring what goes on in women's spaces. Yeah, absolutely. So we are having a look at a couple of events that are in Melbourne. We'll be talking to someone who is quite familiar with Well, 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 the one and only Renee Thompson, who runs a sweet event known as Tomboy. Absolutely. We are super excited about tonight's episode. So stick around uh, and to hear about Tomboy first. You're getting well, well, well with the team from Thorn Harbour Health. Jacinta and Rachel are here to share some delightful women's events with you. And first up, we are speaking to someone you may already know. And if you don't, you're really missing out. Renee Thompson is an events pro, marriage celebrant and all-round superstar in our community. Hello, Renee. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have your gorgeous voice back on Well, Well, Well. Hi, doll. It's lovely to see you both. I actually get to see your faces as well, which is nice. It is lovely. You look gorgeous today. I know that people will trust us on that. You've been <laughs> busy actually, working. We are, we are yeah. looking at Renee in a muumuu. <laughs> yes, I'm in my – it's somewhere between a muumuu and a kimono. I call it my kimumu. <laughs> kimumu. It's gorgeous. It looks really good. <laughs> so you've been busy working on a little something called Tomboy over the last few years. Can you tell us what is Tomboy? Yeah, um, so Tomboy, I suppose, is something that's kind of evolved over the last few years as well. I guess it started out as something that I thought would uh, fill a gap for the queer community, but mostly for queer women and non-binary and trans people. So it started off as a let's suck it and see kind of a situation, and it it nicely evolved into the the perfect kind of space that we were looking for. So um, it started in 2018, and um, we've kind of been doing COVID, but we've still been managing to get together. Um, And essentially, yeah, it was born out of a, a need for that gap to be filled within the community that we didn't really see any spaces that really fitted into that. Was that sort of a, a, uh, an idea that you shared with like, a number of friends that they were sort of really wanting a space like this to exist? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we even had conversations when we were working together about how we didn't feel like there were many spaces that sort of suited us, you know. A lot of the spaces felt very much like a nightclub environment. Um, Also, listening to a lot of the not the same kind of music that we would like to listen to. You know, we're a very diverse community in many ways, you know. Just because we're attracted to the same people doesn't necessarily mean we have the same taste. I just said that that's a really a good point about music. There is, uh, I think, for a long time, you know, for for decades, there's been sort of a lot of generic sort of gay clubs where this is there's this idea that we listen to yeah the same sort of music that it's all Kylie etc. But nothing wrong with Kylie. I love a bit of nothing Kylie. wrong with Kylie. <laughs> I love a bit of Kylie. Um, but yeah, it was sometimes that was something I found um, in my youth too that it was difficult to find queer clubs that did play a diverse range of music and did cater for such a diverse crowd. Yeah, I take pride in the fact that Tomboy is a bit of a musical journey. You know, from 3 p.m., we we do it on a Sunday, if anyone doesn't know. From 3 p.m., it starts off with um, the kind of music that you can listen to in the background so everyone can catch up. And then slowly as the day and the afternoon and the evening progresses, then the music starts to get like a little bit more R&B, hip-hop for people who want to get on the D floor. But before that, there's that in-between period that Bangers and Mash plays where she's playing what she calls parental rock, which is a lot of like Aussie <laughs> 80s rock music like Melissa Etheridge. She's not Aussie, but, you know, that kind of vibe where she's, she's a bit of Katie Lang. She's hitting it where you know, all generations can appreciate this kind of music and connect with it. Absolutely, yeah. It's something that we can all relate to, which I think is really nice. And it's nice to see so many different people in the tomboy space as well. Yeah. Um, I guess you you kind of market it as like queer women and their mates. Yeah. Um, but who attends tomboy? What kind of people are there? It's very diverse. And, um, you know, when I started the event, I really wanted it to be something that uh, had all ages of people come along as well. And so I would be encouraging my friends of all ages to come along. And a lot of people were like, it's not for me. It's not my space. And I had to keep reminding them that people need to be able to see other people like them in a space to feel like they belong there. And so the Dykes on Bikes were always really supportive and shout out to Bangles for bringing all of those chicks along and and being in the space because it's a really diverse age group as well and so it's yeah it's been really great to see people feeling like they belong in the space and also lots of people who have newly come out as an older age and a lot of bisexual people come along as well which that side of our community haven't always felt like they have a space and in fact a lot of bisexual women who are in relationships with men come to tomboy uh, they feel like that's a safe space for them and I feel really proud of that too. Absolutely. And I think just on that diversity, talking about, you know, as you were saying, really diverse age groups, diverse sexualities. Um, so having that diversity, though, how then do you um, reach out to, you know, um, women to, you know, to advertise, you know, Tomboy? You know, like, obviously, because you're trying to reach such a diverse crowd, what avenues do you use? Um, I don't really need to advertise. Word of mouth has been a really powerful tool. I think people are just like have come and been in the space and then they've told their friends. And uh, because we haven't been able to have very many events over the last couple of years, people have really realized how important that space was to them and how much they need that space in that community. So 
it is the event is centered around women, but there are a lot of non-binary and trans people come and lots of um, cis gay men come as well. But I think it's important to ensure that the web, the event is centered around women because we don't have very many spaces. But also, as you said, Rachel, our community is really diverse and our attractions are quite diverse. And so a lot of people who may have at one point identified as lesbians are maybe now non-binary lesbians or trans guys or trans mask. So they still are attracted to particular genders that come to Tomboy and everyone's welcome. It's very much an inclusive space. And how do you sort of maintain then that um, it is sort of a women-centred event? I mean, do you have sort of quotas or if people are coming along and they don't identify necessarily as women, like how, how do you sort of manage that? I stand at the door and I kick them out if they, <laughs> no. honestly, it just happens really organically. It's never been an issue. There's been a couple of times where because it's at the Carlton Club in the city, because it's a free event and I want to keep it free to keep it accessible to everyone, people will walk in off the street because it's a good space. It's a cool bar. And most of the time they're respectful and they behave themselves, but if they don't, they're kindly ushered out of there by security and security are great and they're really supportive and the venue are awesome. Like um, the venue manager, Nina, shout out to Nina. She's awesome. And Rachel, you actually introduced me to Nina in, in the beginning. She's a lesbian herself. So she's incredibly supportive of the event and keeping it a safe space for us. Yeah. Community supporting community, which I think is really important in these kinds of spaces. Renee, I wanted to ask about Tomboy After Dark. Can you Mm. tell us what that is and where that idea came from? Yeah, absolutely. So we've only managed to be able to pull off one Tomboy After Dark, but it was a a good (laughs) one, yeah. So um, I am quite a kinky person and I realised that from attending lots of the the BDSM kink and fetish events that they were predominantly pansexual couples attending them. Now, as someone who identifies as bi or pan, that was okay, but I think there is a lot of um, people within our tomboy community who were interested in exploring uh, kink and fetish and BDSM but didn't really feel like there was a safe space to do that. So um, I came up with the concept for Tomboy After Dark, which shout out to Michelle Shepard who actually came up with the name for that, Tomboy After Dark, and I think it really suits the whole vibe. So Tomboy After Dark, it was a gentle introduction into uh, the world of BDSM, kink and fetish. So most of it was centered around particular performances that would happen so that people could watch and engage from a safe space. There was opportunity for people to engage in light play if they wanted to. The venue we went for had a nudity license. Um, so that meant if people did want to have their tits out or their chests out or if they wanted to dress in kink and BDSM wear, that was a safe space to do so. Um, And it was, there were a lot of performances that were supposed to just be happening in the background and people were so into them and it was just a really liberating space and I guess a lot of people who 
potentially maybe thought that they were monogamous, started to realize that this was a safe space for them to also um, play with other people and play with other couples in the space as well. So it was very successful and it was a good opportunity to have some conversation and, and workshop consent stuff as well within the community. So yeah, definitely plan on having another one when we can, just doesn't feel like a very safe time to be uh, exchanging bodily fluids. <laughs> just getting uh, back to some basic details, what actually happens at Tomboy? Well, anything could really happen at Tomboy, but um, I'll talk you through what a regular Tomboy might look like. So it's usually a Sunday session type vibe. Um, it's free entry for everyone because not everyone can afford to pay for tickets and neither should they. Um, and you arrive at three o'clock and usually DJ Darls is playing some soft classic pop music in the background. And for the first few hours, it's a really good opportunity for people to chill on the rooftop and catch up with each other because usually they don't happen for a month or a few months between times. And so the great thing about the rooftop space is, especially in COVID times, it's outside. People feel a little bit more safe socializing outdoors at the moment. And then the night progresses. And next up, as I mentioned before, uh, Bangers and Mash starts to pick things up a little bit. And she'd be dropping dropping some parental rock. Um, and yeah, after Bangers and Mash's set happens, and during, people are starting to get on the Aperol spritzes. We've usually got some drink specials as well. Um, and then after that, we start to move inside for performances. And I usually like to have a diversity of performances, sometimes some drag kings, often burlesque performances, because I think that in a space like that, we don't often uh, feel like it's okay to be sexy. So I like to inspire people with some sexy performances. <laughs> so the next tomboy we have coming up, I have performers like Frankie Valentine coming along and Izzy Bellissima, who are both uh, burlesque performers. And I think Frankie's going to do something that involves water. So I'm quite excited about that. <laughs> and then Sounds after the performances, Everyone feels pretty juicy and they're ready to start dancing. And that's when Brown Diamond comes on and starts dropping some like 90s R&B and hip hop. And that's the opportunity you can have if you would like to have a flirty dance with people. But if you don't, that's cool because the rooftop's still open, the deck's still open. You can still sit outside, drink, smoke, talk. And it's a choose your own adventure kind of a vibe. Yeah, sounds fantastic. I wanted to ask you, Renee, what's your favourite memory from Tomboy so far? Uh, I think probably my favourite memory. I had a little think about this. Uh, every time I walk up on top of that rooftop in the middle of a Tomboy event, I look around me and I'm like, I've just walked up into heaven. Like it's seeing everyone happy to be in the space, lots of attractive people, everyone smiling and laughing and connecting. There's none of this too cool to be nice stuff going on. Like everybody's really friendly and welcoming and I feel really proud of that. A lot of people come to Tomboy on their own and make friends there. There's not many queer parties where you can do that. But my personal favourite memory was my birthday one year. Uh, one of the performers brought me up onto stage and gave me a lap dance. And then me and the chick I was seeing at the time got to take her home and we had a threesome together. <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of like, all right, this is why I do this. I get it. Like, <laughs> dreams, dreams do come true, you know. <laughs> 
You mentioned a good point there about people um, coming on their own and meeting, making friends. And, Mm. I mean, you know, that is quite a unique thing to happen in a space like that. And Mm. that was something we really saw uh, in lockdown with some of the online events that we ran, people who felt comfortable coming to those because, you know, obviously you know, you couldn't get together uh, in person. But a lot of people talked about the isolation they experience in queer communities. And so I think, yeah, running a space like that is just, you know, what, what an amazing um, community service, really. Yeah, well, I think what I have made an effort to do and I will continue to do is actually host the event, not just produce it. So when people arrive, I make sure I say hi to everyone and get to know them, especially if I see someone walking on their own. And then from there, I will introduce them to people who I think that I think that they might get along with. So it's almost like an unofficial um, matchmaking service. Um, And oftentimes, they stay friends and come to Tomboy together. And also like lots of really nice stories of romance and people meeting and marrying each other I haven't done my first wedding of a tomboy match yet but I feel like that's coming that, absolutely and 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 you are the best place person to do that I, mean, I remember when I started at Thorn Harbour that's exactly what you did you introduced yourself you introduced me to everyone you know you you, you have such a, a fantastic gift at bringing people together like that so thanks so that's great. and, and just, just also like why is it important for there to be spaces for um, or events for queer women's sexuality to be celebrated. Yeah, well, it's it's such a big conversation, and you two are doing so much great work in that space. So thank you. Um, I think it's important because in in a lot of queer spaces, let's say gay spaces, because they aren't always queer, um, it's very much about uh, men and their sexual liberation. And often for women, they don't feel comfortable in those spaces to really be liberated. And so being in a space that is predominantly women that feels safe, um, it gives women the opportunity to explore that part of themselves. And people now come to Tomboy and they wear very little clothing and that's their space to feel good in their bodies, to explore their sexuality and to visually explore their sexuality, look at people, see what they like, flirt. You know, I think the the real reason why I started this party was because I was single and I wasn't enjoying the experience of online dating and I really missed the whole art of being in a space, making eye contact across the bar, smiling, maybe plucking up the courage to say hi, seeing if there's some chemistry, buying someone a drink. That in itself is an art, and I think it's one that's being lost. And I think to be able to give that to our community again is also really nice. Yeah, definitely. I think it's incredible to see that, you know, that art of seeing each other and, um, you know, feeling each other in a, in a space is really important. And also just to see other people who you kind of relate to um, and being able to not weigh yourself up against them, but, you know, have that, I guess, that vision of heaven, like you said, Renee, where yeah. you see other people and you know that there's a connection there, regardless of whether that's romantic or, just connecting with community um, I think is really important. Yeah, and I think also like there's this sort of hit norm thing about like when you're in a relationship with someone that you have some sort of ownership over them. And as I mentioned before, I think Tomboy has become a really safe space for 
couples who are monogamous to to explore being monogamish and like they maybe have a rule that when they come to tomboy they can kiss other people or you know or flirt with other people and as human beings we aren't socially monogamous we do enjoy flirting with other people and I think that that's given people a real opportunity to explore that safely and so a lot of couples come to tomboy it's not just single people trying to hook up you know it's it's very much like there's the there's the people trying to hook up there's the friends catching up you know there's that as well so yeah something for everyone yeah Yeah. I think so and Renee what are some of the challenges though that you've faced running events for queer women there's always going to be challenges running events just because you're trying to um keep a lot of people who are drinking alcohol and potentially using other substances safe um but also we have a very diverse crowd of people so they have a lot of different needs anything from accessibility um right through to feeling safe in the space so oftentimes and our community love feedback and I do get a lot of feedback and (laughs) I appreciate it and I do my best to address what I can in a space but um you know most of the time, whatever the, the issue is, we can sort it out at the time. Um, but yes, as I say, when there's alcohol and there's other substances involved, sometimes people's idea of, of what a situation is isn't always what it might seem. So it's I try to keep an eye on where people are at in the space throughout the night. But I also, everyone knows who I am and they know that they can come to me if there is an issue and that we'll sort it out there and then. I wanted to ask, Renee, you started Tomboy back in, was it 2018, 2019? Yeah. So pre-pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, do you think that anything has changed in queer women's spaces in the last few years? I know obviously COVID has been a big um, player in events over the last couple yeah. of years, but um, yeah, I guess just in terms of queer women's spaces, has anything shifted over that short amount of time? Yeah, I think there's been a few shifts. I think the big one is people's mental health and their capacity to handle social situations. And the couple of events that we've had during COVID, it's made that really obvious for me that I have to take extra care for people who are highly anxious or people who are maybe their alcohol tolerance isn't what it once was. Mine definitely isn't. I am not piss fit anymore. Um, And so like keeping an eye and also just having some conversations with people around consent again, because you know, they're having to re-practice all of those things that they haven't had to do. Um, So, yeah, I think that there's definitely a lot of things to take into consideration now when we have events that wouldn't have been factors before. But also I want people to know that it is a safe space to still come even if they are feeling unsure and it is the sort of place that you can, if you don't feel comfortable, you can just leave again. Um, And so, yeah, as, as we talked about before, people aren't, feeling super comfortable socializing indoors and that's cool luckily we have a venue that's like predominantly outdoors half half so it means that people can start to revisit being out in public again and um, seeing how that feels but I'm a I'm a like huge extrovert and even I'm struggling with social situations at different times so uh, I think I would like everyone to know that it's not easy but we're all feeling it too what about during lockdown uh, when the parties couldn't happen? What else did you do to keep uh, the community connected? 
Yeah, well, whenever things were super strict in that real hard lockdown with the 5K radius thing, a lot of people were feeling extremely isolated and um, community was just not something they were able to access. I think we could do it online, but for a lot of people that just wasn't cutting it. Actually being online was making them feel worse. So I started a Facebook group called Tomboy Walkmates and it was an opportunity for people to post within the group and find uh, community members that were within their five kilometre radius that they could go walking with. Now, a lot of us live in the vicinity of Mary Creek. So (laughs) there were lots and lots of like cute Mary Creek walks. People were posting pictures of them with their dogs being like, hey, who wants to come walk on the beach with me and my dog? And it became this really cute thing. And even just like posting people posting in the group pictures from their walks and, and different installations and art things. And yeah, it was actually really wonderful. And a lot of people even had walk me at dates where they would socially distant walk date people and some of those turned into relationships as well so it became this nice thing that people did if they felt safe enough to do so we are running out of time but I did want to just quickly talk to you about uh the fact that Tomboy is not just an event as we know um Mm. you've also created a website delivered workshops you sell sex toys and other gear Can you tell us a little bit about that side of of, of Tomboy too? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever I was in lockdown, I found myself with lots of free time on my hands. So I had always been really interested in helping people in our community access pleasure products and access pleasure products that were body safe and affirming for their gender as well. And so during my time in lockdown, I, being the Aries that I am, couldn't sit still (laughs) and decided to finally get around to building a a website for Tomboy where we would house all the the events, uh, a blog, and of course the pleasure products that people can access. So um, that's been a really cool project and Um, It'll also feed into some future workshops when we can do those again, sort of like Tupperware, but for dildos. So um, that's that's the plan. But yeah, that's been really great. And if anybody's interested in checking out what we've got on there, the URL for that is www.tomboyonline.net. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Renee. It has been an absolute pleasure having you here talk about Tomboy. And we're looking forward to seeing you at the next event. 27th of March. Hope to see you all there at the Carlton Club. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 your show for LGBTIQ health and well-being. Presented by Joy sponsor, Thorn Harbour Health. For more on these topics and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.